Let's all stand for the reading of God's holy word. As I preach in your hearing, a message that is bound to upset some people on Mother's Day. I do wish you a happy Mother's Day. Uh, <clears throat> However, the mothers who will enjoy this day are mothers who by God's grace serve as mothers and uh, also serve as wives every day of their lives with the power of the grace of God, the Holy Spirit of God, and the love of God. Those are the mothers who enjoy not only the rewards at the end of the journey, but the rewards are during the journey. And this goes for fathers and mothers husbands and wives. I'm going to preach this same message, same theme on Father's Day. As I preach in your hearing, mommy, yes, in parentheses, and wifey, mommy, are you going to hell? Mommy, are you going to hell. By the way, again, I am preaching the same message on Father's Day. Daddy, are you going to hell? So, don't get all bent out of shape before you hear the message. It is for your good, I believe, for most of you. Turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you? except ye be reprobates. It's a tough passage, hard, but good and safe for you. You need to make sure that you are born again because the Christian journey will never be totally easy, but it is easier for those who are truly saved because they walk in the grace of God, the power of the Holy Ghost of God, and the love of God, and with Jesus Christ in them, who is living the Christian life through you. Mommy. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23 to show you that 
It is a fact that you can be religious, like the Pharisees and Sadducees, and the false brethren of Jesus, uh, of uh, false brethren of Paul. Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-one. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. You need to understand that. And we and listen to me. We're not talking about doing stuff in the flesh. We're talking about getting saved and having Jesus, if you will, be the wind behind your sail. It's not you huffing and puffing to get your sail to go. It's Jesus who gave you the power of the Holy Spirit if you're saved that drives you, pushes you, loves you on the, the way. And, and 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 in the way, and and I don't know how to say this otherwise, but it's mostly him. But you have to do your part. What is your part? A decision. If God has called you to do something, He'll give you the power. He'll give you the ideas. He'll give you the motivation, uh, but you must make the decision to do it. You are still a free moral agent. God did not make you get saved. He helped you in a mighty fashion, but he didn't make you. God is not going to make you serve him. There's got to be you somewhere up in there. It may be less than 1%, and I believe it is. But but uh, you 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 are involved. Otherwise, he can't reward you in this life or in the life to come. You've got to do your part. And so, oftentimes, I'm preaching to that less than one percent of you. Jesus is ready to do whatever needs to be done on the inside of you, but you've got to make up your mind. You're going to. Allow Jesus to do that through you. Now, uh, I can't get into that too much. Uh, that's that's just God's way, and you you need to understand that. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Huh? That's what it's about. That's what true Christianity is. And again, this is not some legalism and trying to make you do something in your own strength, which is not worth a flip. You're going to go to hell with that. This is Jesus Christ as the impetus in you. The one who is behind it all, Jesus, that leads you. The Holy Spirit that leads you and guides you and prompts you and convicts you. So if you get a hold of this message tonight, uh, it will help you 
to be a better, a better mommy and a better wifey. That's for Mother's Day. Don't worry. Don't get all bent out of shape. Some of you women right now got your arms all folded up, all guarded up against me. I'm trying to help you. Because I am convinced that most of the church today is lost and on their way to a devil's hell and they're doing things and they're buying books and reading books trying to do stuff that they don't even have the power to do on a consistent basis making them hypocrites, phonies and fakes witches at home but saints in the church and you know I'm telling you the truth but he that doeth or she that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven Many will say, Jesus said to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? We've got a whole lot of women, so-called pastors and preachers today. And they, they do all kinds of things, lesbianism. you got women who are pastors and preachers now who are lesbians. And, and, and will justify it just as quickly and smoothly as butter. Women who are pastors and preachers, they got a bow peep in the bed and supposed to be a saint and a holy woman in the pulpit, but after they preach on Sunday, they go right back to bells and whores in the pulpit who don't have any respect for their husbands whatsoever. He's just a little boy, a little man to her. She's the queen bee. Lost as Hogan's goat. Yet we have an explosion of little women preachers who want to rule over men, they have no problem preaching to uh, a man, and preaching over men and pastoring over men. And we got some sick, silly-minded, weak men who let them do it. It's disgusting. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Thank you for allowing all of us to see and to witness another Mother's Day. And down through the years, when my children were younger and had pure hearts, they sensed your love through me for them that I would make sure they're taken care of. And they wrote letters to me and thanked me for being the father and the mother because their mother just did not show up for them and be the mother she should be. And uh, thankfully she's still here. She's helping me in the ministry even tonight. Uh, but after all that we have been through and the Lord, all along the way, you began to speak to my heart. And as I have talked with her about for years and prayed for her for years, uh, that she... And, uh,
the way she has. And Holy Father God, and so I've tried to lead her to you. She refuses in her fowleristic pride to submit and relinquish the church membership thing she did at a Moravian church in Jamaica and get saved here. I'm still praying for her. As I am praying for thousands of other folks who are in the church, religious, attracted to the church for some reason, but lost. And so, Lord, this is not something that I am preaching abstractly. This is not something that uh, I do not know about. This is, and you have spoken to my heart to the point of changing my prayer life that most people in the church today are lost. If they have been raised in an evangelical church or a Baptist church, Southern Baptist, National Baptist, or an AME church or an independent Baptist church, charismatic churches, many of these people are lost and on their way to hell for false pastors and false preachers have led these people uh, to be religious and what's in it for them and the prosperity gospel where they have missed the gospel altogether. And no wonder the church is in the situation it is in today. So Holy Father God, you not only changed my prayer life regarding this, but you changed the way I do evangelism where my focus is on church folk hearing the gospel and getting saved and uh, irreligious people hearing the gospel and getting saved. In my family and outside of my family, red, yellow, black, and white, most people in churches of all kinds today, I believe, are lost and on their way to hell. They are attracted to something in the church other than you. And therein lies our serious problem. So Holy Father God, I hope mothers, fathers, grandmothers who are in the church and who are religious, who attend faithfully, now online for most of them, if, if they have sense, um, in the church, but not in Christ. They are frustrated, sad, depressed, most of them have a therapy app on their phones, not realizing that a therapy app cannot cast out a demon. And a therapy app cannot save their souls. And if they truly saved, they would not need therapy for any, from anybody because they would have the greatest therapist in the world on, on the inside of them. And they would have peace and they would have joy peace that passes all in this understanding. It even passes the understanding of a therapist who does not even know them. And no doubt the therapist has a therapist. Lord, it is sad that it is vogue, in vogue today for Christian women 
to have a therapist. They, there was something just a few years ago people hid. Now they talk about it over coffee. My therapist said, he, 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 he. And they giggle about it. And uh, these people have never been born again. We have Christians claiming to, the, the, the people who claim to be Christians who are committing suicide and contemplating suicide. And Lord, uh, if they had you, they would not even think of that. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would open the eyes of the blind in the church and outside of the church and help them, Lord, to go back and to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. Lord, help us to deal with this thoroughly and not try to rush out of it. Lord, you know, I just wanted to preach on it today. But it looks like I'll be here for a little while. And I pray that uh, millions would hear the gospel and be saved in the church and outside of the church. For your glory, praise, and honor. And Lord, grant me your energy and strength, unction and anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word in the way that you want me to. And Lord, we pray also tonight that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell in the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Out of my own wife, Marika White, save her soul, set her free from this satanic bondage of pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness. And Lord, there are millions of other people just like her. And we understand, my wife and I understand, it's not just about us. It's not just about her. It's for the benefit of others. And you've given me the liberty to do this. Otherwise, I would not do this. But I am convinced from you that there are many people, many pastors, many pastors' wives in the church who don't know you as Savior. And I pray that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they humble themselves and come to know you as Savior. Rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, his demons, and his hosts, not only throughout this time together around your Holy Word, but also in our afterglow as we continue our Mother's Day celebration with a magnificent meal that I may share with the people and not tonight but maybe on the third night of the final night of this series. Glorify your holy name and help us to glorify your holy name. Help us to lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Save those who are lost and revive those who are saved. Heal those who are sick Comfort those who are grieving and mourning all around the world. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, after hearing a horrifying sermon on the torments of hell, a little girl asked her mother, Mommy, are you going to hell? The shocked and startled mother said, No, honey, I sure hope not. Why did you ask me that? Well, because daddy calls you a disobedient hellion, 
And because you have never told me I love you, like Darren's mother tells him all the time, I've heard of my, myself. Also, you never hug me. Like Darren's mother hugs him. Also, you never play dolls with me or sip imaginary tea with me. Also, Daddy tells you to feed me when he goes to work, and you never do until he gets back. And he always tells us to watch you because you're always doing something wrong that he told you not to do. Like a hellion, he calls you. And you don't respect and obey daddy. Mommy, are you going to hell? Dr. Warren Worsby, the great, uh, the great Bible scholar, who's now in heaven with the Lord, who helped many preachers down through the years. Before he became famous and a best-selling author, he would print out his notes on the Bible. God gave him a gift. He would, uh, on a, back in those days, they called it a mimeograph machine. And he would sell it from his house like that to the preachers or give it away. And he would put it between two blue cardboard, uh, light cardboard uh, covers and have holes in it and a string, one at the top and one at the bottom. He helped many preachers. And he's still helping many preachers today. He, 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 he is a, a modern day Spurgeon. Not Spurgeon now, don't get me wrong. But a modern day Spurgeon like, or light, if you will. Because Spurgeon was a giant for sure. But he helped many preachers. Dr. Warren Worsby said in one of the churches that I pastored, and I want you to get this, people, we had a teenager who was the center of every problem in the youth group. He was a gifted musician and a member of the church. Gifted position, uh, gifted mu musician, a member of the church, but nevertheless, he was always a problem. You have any folks like that in your church? They're not born again, and the church of today needs to stop trying to fix lost people and get them saved. See, the, the sweet evangelical church, they manufacture and produce hundreds and thousands of books. You know why? To fix lost people who should be saved. 
That's what they're doing right now with the promise keepers. The promise keepers and no other Christian group ought to have a meeting about men in the church who are supposed to be saved being addicted to pornography. That is insane. All they need is Jesus and they will find out real quick if they if they have Jesus living on the inside of them, they'll find out real quick whether or not uh, they're addicted to pornography or they're just doing evil by their own choice. And Jesus, you're talking about protesting going on? Jesus is going to protest. The Holy Spirit is going to protest. The Word of God is going to protest. Your conscience is going to protest. Your instincts is going to pro, uh, are going to protest. Everything in you, God will make everything in you explode and bring heavy conviction and compunction in your life. Oh, you might watch it a few times, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't watch it long if you're saved. Because, see, that's going to kick in, Lord, help me not to do that. God, grant me your grace, your energy, the power of your Holy Spirit. My, back to my point, for the past 50, 60 years, the sweet evangelical church, the scholars, the Pharisees and Sadducees of the church, who have really the most power, even over the charismatic prosperity gospel, people, even though they allow some of it in there for their own benefit. They've been spending spending these years and spending their wills creating materials little books and booklets taped series and have become a uh, felt need based operation in the church where we expand out to solve problems in the church that should not be in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the first place, such as divorce care. This is, and 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 may I say also, Pat's the pirate, Awanas, and all of that. There was a time where, when when the family went to church, they sat together. They were not scattered all over campus on Playground 1, Disneyland 2, and uh, Six Flags over the church 3. Everybody scattered out doing nothing but courting, as we used to call it back in the day, uh, trying to hook up with sister so-and-so with Sweet Thing, who's fine as wine and just my kind, and they're not trying to get with Jesus. You, you Listen to me. You let your young people out and about all among each other and everything like that right there they're not going back to Jesus if they're young men and young women of a certain age their hormones will be looking at Jesse and Jessica not Jesus that's a fact and how have your wonderful children turned out from Awanus And Pastor Pirate, where are they? Hello, lights. Amen, lights. 
Where are your precious children now? Who you didn't want to sit in church with you because they would disturb other people because you did not raise them at home like our fathers and mothers and grandmama and them and big mama and my dear and everybody else and everybody in the neighborhood, uh, Sister Andy and everybody else. And even unhappy. My Aunt Hattie, bless her heart. She'll jump in there too and stop some mess. With, with, your, with your children, tell your children, your daughter, especially your, your uh, fast daughter, to get out of my yard with all these boys. Because soon one of them take you back in the woods, you're going to be crying. Crying rape. So get up out of my yard. And she will be dressed in nothing but a bra and a skirt or some pants. And smoking a cigarette, and she meant business. Just look at her face. Huh? She didn't play. Uh, girl, get your fast tail out of here uh, before one of you boys grab you and take you in the bushes. And then you're going to be crying something on us. Uh, on, uh, get off a of white hill. Everybody in the community back in those days helped raise the children. They watched out for everybody. They were looking through the screen door. Back in those days, we had screen doors. None of this metal and gold and everything else. Screen doors, Jack. But they can stand behind the door, and they can't. you can't see them, but they can see you. And all of a sudden, zip, bam, boom, bam, they open the door. Hey, get out of here, boy. We don't have that going on today. Most people don't care for their own children, much less yours. So you better you better take care of your own children. Doctor Risby goes on and says, one summer when he went off to our church youth, this is the problem child, youth camp. The youth leaders and church officers and I agreed together to pray for him daily because he was a problem child in the church. At one of the meetings, he got up and announced that he had been saved that week. He got saved that week at youth camp. His Christian profession up to that time had been counterfeit. Give me a definition on counterfeit. I, I know what it means, and everybody else knows what it means. But I, I like on, on certain words like that that we're familiar with to, to stretch it out. He was not born again. He was not saved. And I believe we have many counterfeit Christians in the church today. See, and by the way, don't you get mad with me because I'm, I'm telling you all that my wife is not saved. I've been telling her this for years. Well, before my, our first child was born, she did not act saved. And I'm going to help you with that too because see, here's the deal. If you're saved, uh, by the grace of God, you're going to find a way to obey God. Look at me real good and see if I'm crazy. Huh? Everybody who's born again, listen to me, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's not something they pump up. It's not something they fake 
It's just in them. They may not do everything right. They're not perfect. They may slip and fall seven times, but they get back up again. That's one of the marks of a child of God. They don't stay down because they have the resurrected one living on the inside of them. They don't wallow in sin because God has a way to fix you. Oh, yes. <laughs> God can fix you. Oh, yes. You may break up and fall apart, but God can fix you if he's inside of you. Because he's going to make it very uncomfortable for you. As a Christian, you, you, you will not sail on without any trouble seas. Some chastisement seas, if you're born again. If you're saved, everybody who's saved, they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And, 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 and they might be peeling off right now. But those of you who think you're saved, you're in the church, you have no clue what I'm talking about. You've been slipped a mickey. The word counterfeit, an adjective, made in exact imitation of something valuable, like the tares growing with the wheat. Or important with the intention to deceive or defraud. As a noun, a fraudulent imitation of something else. A forgery. A fake. And that's what you are. That's what I believe my wife is. In fact, I, I, I strongly believe it because, and don't tell me how wonderful she is because I've been living with her for 34 years. See, see. My wife has never questioned my salvation. Never in her life. Nor has my wife, believe it or not, I know it's hard to believe, my wife has never heard me tell her a lie in her life. Not because I'm a good person. I am not a good person. At all. But I know somebody who is good living on the inside of me. That's the only reason why I'm here tonight. To try to help you. See, see, once you get saved, as we, we were in our earlier service today, once you get saved, as Spurgeon pointed out uh, in a quote that we had from him, you will, God will give you, God will call you to a ministry. <laughs> Do you hear me? Uh -huh. And he will fit you for that ministry. Yes, he will. Amen, lights. And, and, and there's something, somebody on the inside of you that moves you to do that ministry, even when you don't feel like doing that ministry, but he can fix that too and get you to do it. Not in some perfunctory manner, not in some uh, 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 forced, uh, uh, legalistic way, like some of you folks, you sweet evangelical, you love that word whenever people are trying to do something for God and rebuking sin. In the church, you call it legalism. No. You know, he's a legalist. In the, in the Christian community, for somebody to call you a legalist, that's just like calling you a nigger. Oh, yes. That's the nigger word among evangelicals, among so-called Christians, especially the educated elite, to just 
poo-poo away uh, your charge of the, the, the Christian people, the so-called church folks, doing evil. They call you a legalist. Nobody in the church wants to be called a legalist. That's worse than being called a nigger in the Christian community. Oh yes, oh yes, and that's why, and that's why they call you that. They want you to stop it. Uh, they, 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 they call you a legalist if you say anything about a, a woman dressing modest. When there are women, young women who recently did a podcast regarding Carl Lentz, they had a problem going to his church with his V-neck chest out and hairs uh, sticking out of the V-neck. Oh, I said, all right now, young women, okay, okay. So when I, I say that you need to stop wearing your Daisy Dukes to church and uh, your tight pants to church and your short dresses with no panties and your yoga pants, huh? I can't, I can't hear nobody. I, I, I can't hear nobody. You know why? Because as soon as you say something like that, you're a legalist. Did you say that when those young, beautiful ladies said they have a problem going to a church where the pastor has his chest hairs out in her face? Uh, I guess for some reason women are attract, attracted to that. I don't know. V-neck shirt? Huh? I didn't think that was a thing. But I, In fact, I hate V-neck shirts. But I guess that's a, a sexy thing or something to women. Because they said, I, you know, I really don't want to go to a church where I have to look at a man. With a V-neck shirt on, T-shirt on, at that. I said, "All right, girls. All righty then. I got you. Well, don't come in church shaking all of your jelly with, and that's what. Uh, uh, wait a minute now. Don't blame me. That's what another woman said. Prophet is Juanita Bynum. Shaking and won't sit down. She said, "You won't sit down because you want everybody to see all your jelly shaking." In your yoga pants, your breasts all out. And, and, and by the way, while I'm on that, another thing that is has crept into the church, this this woman power thing uh, has uh, led to lesbianism in the church. Women are loving each other so much now and so strong now, uh, and, and being for up for women and down with men now that they are loving each other too much and in the wrong way. Oh, this is this is a thing. The devil is a lie. Oh yes, it's going on. Uh, women who are so-called in the ministry are lying in bed with each other, doing things that uh, God has commanded them not to do. They love women so much now, they're so down with women, no matter how evil the woman is. Women power! Women, I am woman, hear me roar! I am ferocious! Oh, don't bow your head yet, it's not time to pray. There's about three men out there. I'm one of them. We're, we're trying to beat that back. 
because that's one of the reasons why we're in the coronavirus plague today. Right before the plague started, boy, the women were up in the church, in Bible-believing churches, demanding to be pastors over men, wanting it so badly with a Jezebel spirit. And let me tell you something, women preachers, I love you. We need all the preachers we can get, but I don't need to hear a sermon from you. There are millions of women who need to hear a sermon from you. I don't need to hear no Bible study from you. You need to go preach to the millions of women who are, watch this, your women folk, depressed, defeated, disgusted, lonely, curled up in a fetal position with the room dark, contemplating suicide, have destroyed their relationships with their husbands, their children, their adult children, are mad as the devil, mad at all men now, and, 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 and falling off into, they would tell you not intentionally, lesbianism, falling into the arms of a wicked woman. Because they can't find love any place else the way they want it. And they feel like she can understand them a whole lot better. And then what she does, some womanly, demonic sex moves on her, she's hooked. The devil is a lie. She's hooked and gone. And so ladies and gentlemen, He experienced a dramatic change in his life, this, this young man. And today he is serving the Lord faithfully. Why? Because he got saved. He got born again. No doubt many of the problems in the church at Corinth were caused by people who professed to be saved but who had never repented, had never truly trusted Christ as Savior and repented of their sins. Our churches are filled. This is Dr. Warren Worsby, who is dead and gone to heaven. He's, he's been dead now at least 15 years, I would imagine. He was saying that back then. 15, 20 years, something like that. Our churches are filled with such people today. Religious, but lost. Talented, but lost. Now we have homosexuals in the church leading in worship to God's throne. God forbid, that's why God has shut down your church. Effectively, you can try to act like it's all up and going all you want to. You have some, let me help you, you have some silly-minded people. If they are showing up, they're silly-minded. Because they know people who have died from your church and from their family. Pastor, you're paying, you're paying Russian roulette with the lives of your people. And you will regret it throughout eternity. Paul called such people reprobate, which means counterfeit discredited, phonies, fakes, therefore hypocrites. 
discredited after a test. Paul used this word again in 2 Corinthians 13, 6-7, emphasizing the fact that it is important for a person to know for sure that he is saved and going to heaven. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to make that part one. We have some afterglow eating to do, and, and we're going to do that. Uh, and I will pick this up tomorrow if the Lord tarries is coming, as the Lord leads me. And try to wrap it up by Tuesday night, if the Lord tarries is coming. And the Lord says the same. The question tonight is, are you a counterfeit Christian? Can you truly remember a time when you were born again and your life changed? It was a growth thing. It didn't happen all overnight. But you can remember a time when you met Jesus Christ and your life changed. If you cannot remember that time, we'll make tonight that night. If you want to be saved, dear friend, here's how. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law, God's Ten Commandments. For you have lied many times before. You've stolen things before. You've lusted after people and things before. You have dishonored your parents, disobeyed your parents before. And you have dishonored God by taking his name in vain. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, that includes the Pope, that includes the Dalai Lama, that includes Joel Osteen, pastor of the largest church in America, and that includes me. We're all sinners. We all have sinned against God. We have broken his commandments repeatedly in his sight. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty for sin. There is a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die as punishment for our sins. And God wants you to know that if you, if he allows you to die for your sin, he will allow you to go to hell for your sin and spend eternity being tormented in hell if you do not believe in his son, Jesus Christ. And hell is a very real place. Do not believe what 
uh, false teachers will tell you that there is no hell or that you will be annihilated. There's no such thing. And there's no purgatory either. Don't believe the lying popes of history. There's no such thing as a purgatory or limbo or some waiting room and somebody can pray you out if they give $50 to the church. Uh, that was a tool of the devil and of the popes and bishops trying to make money off of the people. And I believe that God brought about the bubonic plague because of the hypocrisy and the evil of the then known church, the Catholic Church back in those days. So third, accept the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 and 48, For Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet or apostle, Old Testament and New Testament, than anybody in the Bible. And in this particular message, he makes it very clear that if you die unsaved, if you die not believing in him, you will go to this awful place called hell, where the fire is not quenched. For he said, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Get saved tonight. Do you know why many, most people go to hell, I believe? It's because of the sin of Satan, the sin of pride, the sin that God hates the most. I believe tonight that my own wife is on her way to hell because of her faroistic Jamaican pride. I believe that all my heart. She just does not want to humble herself and admit that she got slipped to Mickey down in the Moravian church in Jamaica. And she's not saved. I'm her husband. I have observed her life. I have always hoped for her to be saved. That's what she told me. If you know anything about an evangelist, he believes you. If you say you believe in Jesus Christ, he believes you. Because he knows the power of belief in Christ. But God has taught me that people can say that and still not be saved. In fact, he, he dealt with it. We may touch on it a little bit in this series. In fact, if the Lord tarries is coming and uh, we live, we will. Because he explains it very clearly. How that you can be excited about the gospel and not really receive it. Go on a little while and then the pressures of life take hold and you fall apart. You fall away from the faith. Uh, which was counterfeit. 
Because if you get truly saved, you're not going to fall away from the faith and quit. You will endure until the end. Anyway, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hell is very bad news, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, the most loving, most magnificent, and most important words ever said in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, in order to be saved tonight, lay aside all of your religion, lay aside your pride, and just believe in your heart in Jesus Christ, not your works, not your church membership, not your baptism, not your taking the chair down in the front of the church, not your shaking the preacher's hand, not your receiving the right hand of fellowship, not speaking in tongues or dancing in church or whatever. None of that has anything to do with salvation. Nor is giving a whole lot of money to the church. You cannot buy your salvation. You don't have enough money. Bezos does not have enough money. Elon Musk does not have enough money for this salvation. All you have to do is believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul today, and he will. Now you truly understand how to get saved. You have a better understanding. Go ahead and take advantage of it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So dear friend, if you want to be saved tonight, Believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. And call on him in prayer, the sinner's prayer. And I'll help you with that. I can help you with the prayer. I can't help you with the heart work. You have to believe in Jesus Christ with your heart. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I understand that I deserve to die and go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe with all of my heart that he died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by your power. 
Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul from that awful place called hell and save my soul to heaven. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change. Help me to repent of all of my sins and turn from my evil life and follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name I pray, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight as your Lord and Savior, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for what you have done here tonight. Open up, the, open up the blinded eyes of folk in the church and outside of the church. And Lord, bring in the sheaves by the thousands and by the millions. Religious but lost and uh, people who have never been in a, in a church before. Help them to hear the gospel and understand the gospel and be saved before it is eternally too late. Help us all who are saved to pray without ceasing and to endure until the end. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake, amen.